Welcome to the Not Your Normal Social-Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nene White, and today I thought it would be helpful to bust myth number four, that children only care about what's fair to themselves, not others. Now, granted, sometimes it can look like children only care about what's fair for themselves and not about what's fair for others. But what's really going on when we see those kinds of responses, those kinds of behaviors from them, from them, from our young students? My experience as a classroom teacher, as a parent, and also as a formal, former child, all made it ultra clear to me that when kids don't feel that their interests, their concerns, their personal sense of right and wrong matter to anyone else but themselves, well, doesn't it just make sense that they're going to respond by defending with everything they've got, their personal interests, their own concerns, their singular sense of right and wrong? But do kids have to stay in that mode of always defending their personal interests and welfare? Do they have to stay stuck there until hopefully they're just naturally growing out of those kinds of reactionary responses? Heck no, they do not have to stay stuck there. They do, though, need to discover, yes, discover, not to be taught, but discover that their personal interests, their own concerns, their singular sense of right and wrong, is rarely that much different from their peers' personal interests, concerns, and sense of right and wrong. Teachers have exquisite and really life-changing opportunities to help their young students make those discoveries that will make everyone's life better, theirs and others both short and long-term, by asking groups of students, circle times are perfect, by asking groups of students open-ended questions that open ways for students to dig deeper and think more inclusively about their automatic reactions around times that make them feel like they have to defend themselves. Instead of asking, why shouldn't we push each other on the playground? which in and of itself is the kind of question that opens a very narrow way into discovery of answers that work for everyone, because there is clearly just one right answer. Instead, when a teacher who shows a picture of a related but not identical situation that has been experienced by most of your students to generate unpleasant interactions in the classroom or on the playground, And then that teacher asks something like, what do you see happening here? Hmm, What do we see? What do we think was happening just before what we're seeing in this picture? What do we think will happen next? How do we think the girl who is pushing that boy feels? Why do you think that? How do we think the girl who is getting pushed feels. Why do you think that? By enabling students to unpack the feelings and their understanding about familiar situations and challenges together, and then by enabling students to move forward together to construct their own possible solutions together, you're getting the point here, (laughs) 
We are enabling fair to be a shared value, not because it was taught, but because it was discovered together, which prepares them so much more effectively than one-on-one lectures and scoldings for their future, where perspective-taking will only be more and more essential for the creation of a world that works for everyone. Fair does not have to be defended as a one-sided reality, and kids are entirely capable of expanding their understanding that everyone deserves to be treated fairly. And when that happens, life really is better for everyone. The future that today's children are growing into will absolutely require flexible, open-minded thinkers. And exercising young students' ability to discover more solutions than narrow, self-serving solutions is one of the most important skills we can help kids to exercise and develop as real-life skills. Yes, there might be some initial resistance from kids to acknowledge that there's more than one way to decide what's fair, but deciding what's fair is rarely going to happen with lectures and scoldings. Why not make it easier on yourself and at the same time create much more lasting learning experience for kids by activating and exercising their abilities to collaboratively analyze and resolve challenges that affect them all? Uh, here are five ways that educate, or three ways, I'm sorry, three ways that educators can help students overcome their resistance to deciding on what's fair from more than their own perspective and interests, from more than their own concerns, their own personal sense of right and wrong. Number one, have students practice objectively analyzing familiar situations and challenges with a wide-ranging variety of open-ended questions about, you know, sharing, pushing, trying new things, interrupting, waiting, winning or losing in games. Number two, be prepared for those circle time discussions with questions that stretch and challenge students to go beyond the obvious right, wrong, should, shouldn't, this or that kind of answers. Get students to think beyond their initial reactions. Perhaps even challenge students to come up with two or three possible solutions to one familiar, to their familiar challenges. And be ready for some great surprises that identify truly creative and relevant solutions. You can develop a classroom culture of discovery more easily than you might at first imagine. And the benefits will quickly make themselves apparent to you. When your students collaboratively discover answers that work for everyone, resulting in their definition and experience of what's fair just naturally expanding, and that will spill over into their interactions because they've provided, because you've provided them with opportunities to identify solutions that make sense to themselves in their own terms. Your students deserve that kind of a fair classroom culture. You deserve that kind of a fair classroom culture. And the sooner that that kind of fair culture becomes the way humanity at large interacts, the sooner we'll see a long overdue fairness 
in the enactment of human rights, animal rights, and environmental justice. Yep, FAIR is a big topic with big implications and big rewards for all of us. Any questions or comments you want to share with us? We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning. Join that group if you'd like. And subscribe to this podcast, whatever works best for you. Social emotional learning is about a lot more than identifying emotions and improving behaviors. And the more you listen to this podcast, the more you'll see why we think that and why we call it not your normal social emotional learning podcast. We hope you'll stay tuned. Till next time.